Welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast with your host, exercise physiologist and donut lover, William Mitchell. Hello and welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast. I'm your host, William Mitchell. In our last episode, we started to look at the question that I was asked, which type of exercise is best? And last week, we looked at all the wonderful adaptations that happen in your body when you do resistance training. So I highly recommend that you go back and listen to that if you haven't already. And this week, we're going to look at the adaptations for endurance or cardio training. And before I get into that, I kind of need to go into what's the difference? What are the types of exercise? And for these, basically, we're going to say that resistance training is when you overcome a weight, whenever you pick up something heavy. And it could be just using your body weight, you know, like you do push-ups, you do the old calisthenics, you do squats, something like that, running, uh, going upstairs. All of these things are overcoming a resistance load. Endurance training is anytime you get your heart rate elevated and keep it that way. You have minimal rest breaks. So like if you're doing a brisk walk or a walk run or swimming, biking, um, aerobic dancing, any of these things count as an endurance exercise simply because you're getting the heart rate elevated and keeping the heart rate elevated. Now there are quite a few exercises that are combinations of the two. Like if you do a circuit of calisthenic type exercise where you don't have a rest break in between each exercise so you keep your heart rate elevated, but you're also doing uh, lifting a heavy load or having some resistance, that counts as a combination between the two. So now that we kind of know the difference between the types of exercises, let's look at some of the benefits of endurance exercise. Now a lot of times people call endurance exercise cardio and the reason they call it cardio is because its main purpose is to increase your cardiovascular fitness and it's been proven that men who improve go from a low cardiovascular fitness to a higher cardiovascular fitness reduce their causes of all reduce their chances of all cause mortality by 50 percent. So it means you're half as likely to die at any given time if you have a higher cardiovascular fitness, which to me is a pretty amazing thing. And continuing with the fact that it improves your cardiovascular fitness, 35% of all heart attacks are a result of low physical activity, which means 221,500 people died last year just because they didn't get enough cardiovascular physical activity. They were couch potatoes. They sat and did nothing. And so 22,000 people died because of that. And speaking of heart attacks, some of the best predictors of heart attacks are low cardiorespiratory fitness, which means that your arteries are smaller, they're stiffer, your heart itself doesn't function as well, it's not as efficient, and you have increased blood lipids, Uh, Your heart rate variability is decreased and an increase in C-reactive protein. So I'm going to go through all of these and discuss what they are and discuss how exercise can help improve each of these. So we're going to start with our heart uh, efficiency. 
your heart rate, a resting heart rate is considered around 72 um, in an adult, sometimes higher. People who consistently do endurance exercise have a heart resting heart rate of between 40 to 60 beats per minute, which means your heart is more efficient. The reason it's more efficient is you have a larger left ventricle. Now, the left ventricle, that's the last place the blood goes in the heart, and the left ventricle is the very muscular chamber, and it squeezes really hard and squirts the blood out to where it goes through the whole body and comes back to the right atrium. So, a larger left ventricle gives you more what they call stroke volume. You push more blood out of the heart, so your heart can rest more in between beats. Now, if your heart were just pushing more blood out and there were no other changes, that could be actually a negative thing. But your artery sizes or your blood vessel sizes actually increase so they get bigger around whenever you exercise. This gives you a couple of different benefits. One of the benefits is that, you know, anytime you have a heart attack or a stroke, that means something blocked a blood vessel. So if you've got blood vessels that are bigger around, you've got less chance of having a blockage. I mean, if you think about it, the more lanes of traffic you have going in one direction, the less chance that having one lane blocked is going to keep you from getting where you want to go. And the main reason that these vessels get larger is you increase the amount of nitric oxide in your body, and that makes your blood vessels expand. Uh, one of the side effect, other side effects that this has is it's been found to severely reduce the severity of migraine headaches. And in most cases, your blood vessels get more elastic. They're more stretchy. You don't have as much hardening of the arteries. Um, and most of these changes happen in 10 weeks or less after you've started doing just regular moderate intensity. You don't have to kill yourself. Moderate intensity exercise. And once again, remember, that's where whenever you're going on a walk or whatever, it's intense enough that you can still talk to the person that you're walking with, but you can't sing happy birthday successfully. Well, the next things on the list was your blood lipids. And when you go to the doctor and they take your blood out and they tell you your total cholesterol and you've got your HDL, your LDL, and they throw in the triglycerides. And most people have no idea what these are. You've got two kinds of cholesterol. Cholesterol is an important part of your body. You need it to, to live, but you need more of the HDL and less of the LDL. HDL, it's the high-density lipoproteins. The best way to remember it is that's the healthy density, and the other one is the lousy density. And exercise increases the healthy density by about 5%, decreases the lousy density by about 5%, and lowers the triglycerides. The triglycerides are the fat that your body uses um, for energy, but if you've got too much of it circulating in the bloodstream, it causes problems. The next one, I'll just mention it for a minute. C-reactive protein, or CRP, it is an inflammatory marker. It is a strong predictor of heart attack, and if you exercise, your C-reactive protein level goes down significantly. Next one, heart rate variability. That's just how long it is between the times your heart beats. So if you, sometimes they beat close together, sometimes they beat far apart. That's controlled by your autonomic nervous system. Your autonomic nervous system, if you remember our talk about stress, 
the autonomic nervous system is the one that controls your fight or flight response. So if you're more stressed, your autonomic nervous system is kicked up just a little bit and it keeps the heart rate variability very low. This is a, another predictor of a heart attack. The more you do endurance exercise, the greater your heart rate variability. So, so endurance exercise, once again, lowers your chance of a heart attack by increasing your heart rate variability. So when we get all this information, what is the best form of exercise? And the answer is, they're both equally important. You really need to do both. You need to do your resistance training because you need the strength. But it doesn't do you as much good if you're good and strong, but you still have a heart attack or you still have difficulty with your VO2 max. So you need to get in at least two rounds of um, resistance training every week. And you need to exercise in some way at least five times a week. Now, if you're pushed for time and you need to combine these, there's plenty of circuit training things. There's plenty of ways that you can combine resistance training and cardiovascular training at the same session so you can get more bang for your buck. But find something that you like to do that it is either that is resistance training and something you like to do that's cardiovascular training or something that's a combination of the two and participate in it on a regular basis and you will see tremendous increases in your overall fitness and your overall health and reduce your chances of dying early. And I hope that makes your fitness just a little bit funner. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If I've said anything that you thought was enjoyable or worth sharing, Please refer this to a friend so that they can have more fun in their fitness journey. Also, please remember to subscribe and like the podcast. As always, I'd like to thank One Accord for the bumper music and Paul Sink for the great intro work. And I hope you'll join us next week as we try to make fitness funner. <laughs>